name is Adrian, and uh, I live in Sacramento, California, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist and also a sex therapist. Mm -hmm. So this primarily consists of me working with people who are struggling with um, issues around their own sexuality, their own identity inside of their relationship, as well as uh, dysfunctions that might be showing up inside of their relationship as well between each other or within themselves. My services you can find on my website, which is uh, AtheniumCounseling.com. Bulk of my work, couples, and I work with both uh, heterosexual and uh, the LGBTQI uh, individuals as well. These are folks who are really trying to see their relationship got off track, as well as how they can find intimacy back together again. Um, I do work with a lot of men and looking at lifestyles, looking at life changes, especially as men grow older and are kind of figuring out what their role and their identity is uh, in our culture today. Uh, I think that's a good jumping off point to talk about you and what um, the reason I wanted to talk about this is besides my brother, you're the only person I know who's made the choice that I saw you post about maybe three weeks ago, a month ago. So could you um, tell us what that was and how you led up to it and just kind of your thoughts. And, and I'm sure it goes into some of the male fertility work that you're doing too. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, about a month ago, I, I went and got a vasectomy and that was a really, it was a really big decision to some degree. And it doesn't sound, well, let me rephrase that. <laughs> if you look at men in general and this decision, everything you look up online has been, oh, you go in over your lunch break, get a cut, they sell you up and work, you know, 30 minutes in and out, done, done deal. Hey, y'all, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right back to it. Getting back to our real talk after birth style. And yes. And there's not a whole lot of speaking on what this decision really means for men, uh, what this decision can, uh, how it can reflect inside one's emotional state about what this decision is. Um, I, as, as I'm moving towards 50, I'm only a few years away from being 50, I really decide what my role was going to be as a father and I decided that I didn't really want to be a father at this point in my life. It just wasn't really so much in the cards. So um, one of the things that I really became hyper aware of was, uh, you know, a lot of my partners in the past, they were on birth control or taking their own decisions around their fertility and I wasn't necessarily taking a whole lot of responsibility for that, other than like, you know, missing condoms and things like that. But it wasn't so much of, I mean, I felt like the burden was really put on the partners that I had. So it wasn't, um, I just, I just felt like I really needed to step up and make that decision for myself instead of having the people I was with um, have to keep up with that decision. Cause I knew the people that I was also didn't want to have children but they had to carry the burden of, you know, what time of the month is it? 
Did I forget a pill? Is my you know implant fine? Whatever. I mean, there's all kinds of things that they had to keep up with that I, as a male, um, had the privilege of not really necessarily needing to keep up with. So this was part and function to kind of take control over my own uh, fertility as well as take the burden off of the partners I'd have in the future and make sure they didn't feel pressure to have to keep up with whatever um, could happen, <laughs> whether it was accident or, or what's, what's so. So that's been a several month process of, do I need to do this? Do I want to do this? What does this really mean? And I decided to just go ahead and go full steam with it. And, you know, uh, totally no regrets. But I think one of the things that really struck me after the fact was this, this idea that, you know, I just took myself out of the, out of the, the, the bean pool. Painful. You know, I no longer am capable, generally speaking, uh, of producing a, 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 some successes in uh, reversible vasectomies these days. But it's an expensive process. It's a, it's a lengthy process, and it may not actually take. So I decided that, yeah, this is a done deal, and do I really want children? But one of the things that I really started to grieve about was, well, did I make decisions in the past 10, 20 years that may have prevented me from having children? Um, you know, whether, whether it was not uh, a partner who was ready or if I wasn't ready or if a partner match or whatever. But it was this fact of, you know, did I not do this in a way that I could have been a father at some point? So there was a lot of grieving around that I felt during the process, more so the process. Um, and I wasn't really expecting that to really be a part of my process. You know, I figured, oh, it's just going in and going out. But as far as this, or this procedure goes, uh, but the fact that I did have these emotions come up, it was overwhelming. And I'm not going to say this is going to be for every guy. I mean, I know a lot of men who go into this process, get cut, gets, you know, sewed up and no big deal. And they're on their merry way. Um, but I have talked to a few men who have also had that experience of that, that deep internal grieving process. Um, I, I'm not going to say I know what women feel uh, when they have um, not hysterectomies or even their tube side, but I'm sure there is some kind of correlation between the ending of what was and now the beginning will be and how do we make sense of that to some degree so yeah it was definitely um an emotional reaction how did you connect with these other dudes like how did you find them they, were they in your social circle or you they're a special yeah. like, social media group or for i don't know no there it was mostly social circles um friends and friends of friends who kind of back channeled me i was like hey yeah by the way I would have been thinking about this too. And thank you for writing that. That really gave me some perspective I haven't heard before. <laughs> you know, and I, honestly, I wasn't even going to write about it to begin with because I was like, well, this is a very personal thing. This is kind of my thing. Do I really want to be out and open about this? Um, so I had some deep reflections around that. And uh, I actually had uh, a person uh, kind of semi-involved with, and she was very much like, yeah, I think this is really important. I really think this is something that could be off to men if you feel like you're ready for it. 
I bounced the idea off another uh, female friend of mine uh, who's I'm really, really close with. And she kind of also gave me that book of like, you know, this is your own personal journey. Keep it if you feel like it. Uh, but as well, there's a lot of people who could really benefit from hearing this information. So uh, I took that chance and just threw it out there. And when that happened, um, it seems like a lot of people just came out of, out of the, uh, the woods saying, hey, <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of the same thing. And uh, really, like other men said that they were thinking about doing this too. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, I would love if this started trending. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's a lot of, well, there's something of like, you know, a, a lot of people were like, am I ready for this? Um, am I really sure I want children? I think that's where it kind of sticks with a lot of men is like, do I want children? Do I not want children? And um, a lot of the women, or one of the, the, the female partners they were uh, speaking to with them were like, yeah, I know I don't want children. I'm just waiting for him to make that decision. So it came out that, yeah, we're, we're both leaning towards that. And now maybe this was going to give them a little more comfort into making that decision. But I, I really feel there's more men than not who do have this desire to kind of take that um, control over themselves and their own uh, uh, fertility. So, you know, one of the other really big impacts that I had during this process, the fact that I was able to make this decision for myself. So many people um, in our world today don't really have that opportunity. So many people in the world today have their own physiological and sexual um, understandings worked around by other people, made those decisions by other people. They're not given the choice. So uh, that really became really paramount in me realizing that nobody should have word or say into one's sexual or fertile fertile um workings other than the person's in their own body so uh because i i realized after the fact had somebody else made this decision for me how much more of an impact it would have had and possibly not a good impact you know really traumatic impact and it really made me realize that a lot of people don't have that and that's taken away from them for real? so there was a part of me that kind of grieved for that too in a lot of ways so it made me really kind of do some self-reflection work around what i need to hold space for inside of the work that i do as a therapist right on my sister got her tubes tied when she was uh she says it's 25 but i think it was 21 and mm -hmm. it was incredibly difficult for her to find somebody to do it and I remember standing with the doctor, she was going to get wheeled in, it was a day surgery or whatever, outpatient, when outpatient first became a thing. And the doctor was saying, if somebody's pressuring you to do this, I'll say that the doc, you know, I'll say as the doctor that I wouldn't do it. And my sister, she um, was able to push it through because she has something called ankylosing spondylitis and also lupus. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it's better for her body to not yeah. have children and they frequently don't carry the term. So she was using those angles to like get it done. But mm -hmm. she goes, you know, I've always wanted to be a librarian or a stepmother, do it, you know? So the doctor did. Mm -hmm. And she's mm -hmm. one of the only women I know who's been able to do it that young, right? Most people, 
um, they're not able to, and ridiculous things are said to them, like, you know, you might have a husband one day who wants to have kids, right. or you might right. be in another marriage, or, or whatever. It's like, you know, some person that I don't even know or suspicious has more autonomy over my own body than right. myself. Right. So, um, I appreciate you just having that awareness about other people, and um, and that's even, you know, like even when we have access to that level of care, right? In lots of areas, um, in lots of countries, and even in our own country here in the United States, there's not always that access to care. So. Right. You know, there was it was a really big part of me that wanted to be challenged in it. To be honest, I found it was a little too easy. That they kind of rushed me through a little too fast. They didn't really ask me questions or really reflect with me. Hey, are you sure? Do, do you really really want this? You know, and through. Uh, but it the fact that there was like, okay, here, sign here. Okay, let's go. It was just like, whoa, hold on a second. You know, are we not going to talk about this? Are we not going to just engage about this huge decision that I'm making right now? Uh, it just, it just kind of went too fast for me, I think. So part of me was like, I wish somebody could have, not want to say talk me out of it, but give me some reflection to think about beforehand of like, hey, you know, what, what are you doing with this? Why are you doing with this? Are, are you know, are you? What do you think you might be bumping up against with decision? Um, and again, you know, now that I'm saying it, maybe there wasn't so much of that desire, but just the fact that being in the doctor's office, there wasn't even a pause or a hesitation. It was just get me in, get me out. It just felt a little disconnected. So <laughs> maybe there was some deep, deep part of me that maybe wanted to be talked out of it. I don't know, but um, I can definitely. It's, it's the complete opposite of like a lot of the women that I know who make these decisions, who they're asked a thousand questions, you know, so, and it's, it's like, hey, I know what I'm doing. Let me make this decision. So, so when you decided to do it, you went to like a doctor or you went to Planned Parenthood or what, how did you, can you walk me through that process? Yeah, well, um, being a veteran, I have really good access care to the VA system. So uh, I was getting a checkup uh, this year, and I just like ran it across them. I was like, "Hey, by the way, do y'all do vasectomy?" Like, absolutely. I was like, "Wow!" They're like, "Let's set you up an appointment." I was like, "Okay." <laughs> you know, I hadn't even really thought of it beyond that. And then the next thing I know, I have an appointment. Uh, granted, it was about four months out, but it was just like, "Okay, great." So they, they sent me some stuff uh, in the mail. This is our procedure. This is what we're going to do. And uh, yeah, <laughs> that was it. And then had my appointment day to go in. They, you sign a few pieces of paper saying you're willingly doing this on your own, being coerced. And uh, they do the process. So it was really kind of a, a done deal. And since the very beginning, so there wasn't a whole lot there. I remember um, my dad got a vasectomy. It's like coming back to me now. I think when my sister was like four or five, so, um, and I remember that he was just tender and kind of sitting on a cushion for a couple of days, and that was it. Mm -hmm. and, you know, props to my parents for saying that dad got a vasectomy. So I would have been, if she was four or five, that would have made me nine. So, but it was like, oh, okay, this is this is what we do. Okay, have your vasectomy. Mm -hmm. um, so how long do, do you think it took for you to physically recover and how long has it taken or are you yet emotionally adjusted? 
Uh, emotionally adjusted, yes. I mean, I've done a lot of sitting with it and processing it, and you know, it's been about a month, so the impact is a lot less at this point. Um, yeah, I think with anything, your body goes through something like that. It's it's it is to a degree pretty traumatic. I mean, you're 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 going down and cutting things that, and you're going into a space that never really gets handled in that manner. So I think a lot of the body response was that holding of the 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 trauma of of being cut and snipped like that. Um, yeah, the. Uh, it was really the week of you were just kind of walking a little i mean it wasn't there wasn't anything really painful about it it was just sore um uh the day of it felt like somebody kind of you know, was getting a good kick between the legs <laughs> that was really about it to be honest i mean not to say that i'm not going to diminish the feeling of that but you know as far as like uh, some swelling you know some tenderness but generally after like they usually do like on a Friday and usually by Monday, you know, you're, you're walking around. Um, and then about a week or two after that, the swelling starts to really noticeably decrease and it's, you know, your functional, it's, it's totally fine. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty relatively quick healing time. Did you take any Arnica or anything like that? Uh, no, I took some Tylenol. <laughs> that was really about it. Uh, and some ice packs. Um, and beyond that, yeah, there was, there wasn't really anything, uh, issue-wise that I had to deal with. So, uh, the, the stitches were fine. They self-dissolving, but I didn't have to go back and do that. Um, I did have to go back in October to have them check to see, uh, if, um, I'm sterile or not. So, and that'll be it. I had a midwifery patient who was also um, a veteran and he had a vasectomy at the VA and he never went back. He just, um, he had a microscope in the garage. He'd like done some biochemistry uh -huh. or something. So he uh -huh. just looked himself in the microscope in the garage and uh -huh. didn't see anything and called it. So <laughs> uh, interesting. Yeah. I guess when you go back, they give you a little paper saying that you are sterile. So I guess, you know, so Nobody a certificate. Has... Okay, you're certified sterile. Okay. You're certified sterile. <laughs> so, um, and I guess that could be really helpful for uh, you know any kind of uh, legal work down the road that might come across. You know. Right. I had not thought of that. I had not thought of that. Okay. Hey, uh, I know it is not much. I cannot have a child. <laughs> right. Here's my paper. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, is there anything else that you want to bring up or say about this? Um, you know, I think this is a really uh, important topic, and I'm really open to speaking to people if they ever really wanted to ever reach out and, you know, voice a concern. You know, granted, I am licensed in California, so I can't do any therapy for anybody across state lines, of course, but um, I'm definitely open to consultation, that kind of thing, who people are like, hey, this is a big decision that's weighing on me, and, uh, share my own experience and what came up for me. So, uh, like I said, I'm not going to speak for anybody uh, in their experience. Um, lots of people have had wonderful, amazing experiences having these decisions in their life. Uh, mine was just as good. Really wanted to bring up the fact that there is an emotional dimension that is spoken to uh, for myself, and that was really impactful and powerful. So. Uh, I appreciate you giving the space to be able to talk about it. Thanks, Adrian, for being on here with me.
and I'm going to stop the recording now. So thanks everybody. Oh, you know what I forgot to say is that um, if you like this content, then give me a thumbs up or subscribe. And this information is going to go both on the YouTube channel, which is Preggers Can Be Choosers. And then also I have a podcast um, under Preggers Can Be Choosers, and this will be under Choosers and one of our options. So, and you can listen to the podcast either on our website, which is Preggers.rocks, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So thank you so much. Alrighty, my loves, that's a wrap. We'll see you in two weeks. Don't forget to grab those headphones. If you need a text reminder, you can go to preggers.rocks, www.preggers.rocks, or preggerscanbechoosers.com. And there's a text reminder that you can sign up for. We're also on Facebook at Preggers Can Be Choosers. There's an event um, invitation that you can sign up for there. And we also have a group dedicated on Facebook dedicated to our podcast listeners. That's the podcast afterbirth group. So we'll hope to connect with you soon. And don't forget, we're launching our prenatal education podcast pretty soon. So we want you to jump in on that as well. Thank you so much and hope you have a great two weeks. Oh, thank you.